Welcome to Your Business, Your Life with Matt DeFrancesco, your personal financial quarterback. Whether you've had years of success in your business or are just starting out, DeFrancesco Virtual Family Office can help you create a vision for your business, life, and family and guide you toward the fulfillment of that goal. As they say, you can't choose your family, but you can choose your virtual family office. Now, on to the show. Hello, I want to welcome you to Your Business, Your Life with Matt DeFrancesco. Today, we're going to be talking about creating a vision. Uh, That's something that Matt actually spoke about on the last podcast, and he also touched on his family meeting process. And so I, I asked him, hey, brother, I would love to hear more about it. Can we take a deeper dive? And Matt's bringing both guns fully loaded to talk today about the process and what he does. Matt, good morning. How are you? I am just great, Eric. How are you doing? I'm excited, man. I mean, it was a wonderful weekend, and uh, I knew that we were going to be getting together this morning. I love, I absolutely love the process of family meetings. You don't know this about me, but when my wife and I worked for a uh, a group out of Omaha here, it's called Boys Town. It's pretty famous uh, around the country. Oh, yeah. We actually ran family meetings with the kids oh. every, pretty much every evening to kind of get everybody on the same page, you know, what we're going to be doing this week, what we're going to be doing this weekend for fun, what chores need to get accomplished or whatever. Okay. So we really had a structured time together on a pretty consistent basis. And so the idea of family meetings to me is fantastic because it really just says we're going to communicate and we're going to communicate effectively. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And I think that's one of the points that most family businesses miss is that they don't communicate. Yeah. At at a very deep level, understanding kind of where everybody stands and what everybody's goals and dreams are and how that fits into the family. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and be honest, it's because we get busy, right? Especially business Uh owners. (laughs) Oh, well, exactly. Exactly. Well, and there's, you know, it's actually funny. I mean, you know, the process that I kind of developed was, has basically been a lot of trial and error. And Mm -hmm. I made a lot of mistakes along the way, but I've learned from a lot of those uh, mistakes. Some things that that be that are issues with clients. And Mm -hmm. um, so I want to touch on some of those as you know, as we move forward in this podcast. I, I would love to. And, and again, just reminding the listeners, Matt has an incredibly deep bench. In other words, he has team members, and I know that he's gleaned information and, and strategies off of other team members that he works with to really shape this family meeting process. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to get into that part of the conversation as well. No, no problem. I mean, that's, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> All right. Where do we start then? I was going to just kind of review what we talked about in the last podcast about creating a vision and how most business owners, they invest their time, their money, and their energy building and growing their business. And it's really the single biggest investment of their life. Mm -hmm. But- they when they come to a point where they want to transition or they're thinking about the next steps, uh, they never really thought about it because they've been busy grinding. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they assume kids are going to take it over. Sometimes they're like, oh, I don't want to put my kids through this, but the kids do have an interest. And because of the disconnect, this can create animosity between family members. And you know, like the po- like the uh, title of the podcast says, you know, your bu- your business affects your life, your life affects your business. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to start getting these issues. out out onto the table so that we can start to work through some of these challenges and maybe these uh, uh, areas of communication that are lacking within the family. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's so funny because you know the old saying, time flies when you're having fun. But when I started my company, 
Uh, I started it officially right in the, about the middle of winter. And I remember just looking up one day from all the grinding, as you said, and I'm like, oh, look, it's summertime. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was that quick. You know, I was like, oh, good geez, I should probably go outside and maybe take a shower or do something, you know, productive. Uh, exactly. You know, in, in personal life instead of just business. But man, it can really consume you when you get busy. Oh, isn't that the truth? But, you know, it's interesting. Actually, this was, uh, I was mentioning to you earlier, and I'll mention to the audience that um, uh, I'm part of this uh, group of advisors, about 15 of us, and we we form what uh, we call like a mastermind group. And so mm-hmm. we try to get together in person twice a year, and then maybe another two times a year via web conference, and just kind of, we hold each other accountable, we throw issues that we're facing out on the table, and kind of get the group's input on it. So I was there, I was in Florida last, uh, last week with this group, and one of the guys and he's a newer guy to the group, but he was talking a little bit about one of the challenges that he had in his practice. And it was a practice that his dad had started and he had kind of taken over and he was kind of developing it and and working in a niche with uh, interior designers. But dad was still part of the business and dad was putting this huge drag on Mm. on the business. And he's talking about that. And the whole group is like, you need to talk to Matt. You need to talk to Matt. And I was talking to him later after when we were uh, uh, when we weren't in session, and I said to him, I said, you know, the, you got to you you have to address these issues with your dad. And as we talked, we found there was a lot of deeper problems within the family relationship mm-hmm. that were that was creating this animosity. And I think that's kind of an example of what happens many times within the family business is that it's not just an issue of the business, but a lot of times deeper issues that um, and it can get down to a psychological or even a spiritual um, uh, problem that, that that's causing this disconnect. Yeah. What are the first steps when you're talking family meeting? What are the first steps to really start this process off so that you can get everybody to even agree to do this? I think the first step, and and this can be a difficult one because sometimes you have to do some digging, but it's to identify who are all the key players. Mm. So when I first started trying to, uh, when I first started implementing this, this process, um, you know, I usually just took the business owner and I would talk to him or maybe I would have he and his wife. All right. But then I also started to find out that, well, you know, the kids are involved, maybe, um, maybe grandkids, maybe uh, brothers and sisters could be key employees. So the first step is really to identify who are going to be the key players in, in, in this conversation and how do then we pull them in and, and create buy-in into this family meeting. So I think that's really the first step in all of this. Once we're able to kind of do that, we have to coordinate when we're going to have this meeting, where it's going to be, are we going to do it on site, which I I don't particularly like to do. I like mm-hmm. to get them outside their environment. So that, you know, whether it's, whether we go to a resort or if they have a house at a lake or, uh, you know, a beach house, something like that, get them outside their environment. And yeah. again, we've got to kind of coordinate a time that works for everybody. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, I do something very similar when I run team meetings as a consultant. I never want to do it in the office environment. We, we usually find a hotel and a you know a, a nice big room that we can all go to as neutral ground is kind of what I call it. Uh, and right. so that, that with those types of meetings, there's I really include most everybody. But I would assume that when you're identifying all the key players in this type of meeting, are you also trying to identify the folks that shouldn't be there? Is that kind of difficult? Actually, that's probably the easiest part of it because right. you can you can pretty much get a good sense of those that are kind of disengaged and don't um, 
uh, don't want to be a part of the process. One of the things I've run into, this is just a, this is a recent story where we were starting to coordinate this family meeting and I was, you know, I was looking to pull in some of the kids and it was a, it was a restaurant business that the, uh, that the uh, owners had. And I found that really, you know, I started talking to some of the kids and they like were adamant. We really want nothing to do with this business. Mm-hmm. I kind of knew that, you know, just right off the bat that they weren't going to be involved in the business planning process of the family meeting, mm-hmm. but I still wanted them to be a part of the family process. How yeah. does their vision and their goals fit in with in, into the family as a whole? Yeah. And, and that leads right into what you've told me before. You, you've got a place, you've got the key players, you've got people that need to be there, you know who needs to be there for what part of it, and then you really are getting into the vision part of this, correct? Correct, correct. And that's where, you know, helping to start uh, try to get them to articulate the vision. And I think one mistake people can make, and I think I made this in the very beginning, was that we think sometimes we can accomplish all this in one meeting. And it very rarely happens mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. because, again, you know, there's uh, first off, you've got to, You've got to start building some trust, and and uh, they've got to feel comfortable with being able to open themselves up, not only to me but also to the other family members. It's again, you know, as we try to help them develop and articulate their vision, we need to also create a, an amount of trust between all of the members so that they can start to open up. And then so that we can also start to identify conflicts that might arise, you know, kind of identifying where, uh, you know, what's happening within the family dynamic. And that's more of me just kind of stepping back and observing. So I kind of throw out, start throwing out some questions there and start allowing them to talk. And that's where I've got to kind of sit back and I can't really start to dictate. Now, what happens many times is that, you know, mom and dad, who are the alphas, okay, they've created the business, they start to try to take over the meeting. And that's where I may need to step in Mm -hmm. and just kind of hold them off and allow the other family members to start to speak. Yeah. And I I bet that's not easy. (laughs) No, no, it's not. It's not. And, and, uh, it was interesting. I had one client. Um, oh, oh, oh uh, he owned a large collision shop, and with this, we were we were starting this process. And initially, we did it. It was just he and his boys and his key guy. And Dad was always kind of trying to tell him, "Well, you know, you guys don't know this, and you don't know that, and you." And it was it was almost like he was always belittling them. And I had to like kind of, and the kids were just being quiet, and I couldn't mm-hmm. get them. I couldn't pull out what was, you know, what was going through their heads. The interesting thing was, you know, after the meetings, we never made any progress. And I was kind of questioning what's going on here. And what I found out was the boys wouldn't talk while dad was there, but then they would go and talk to their mom as a sidebar. And then mom would start chirping back to dad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so that's why we weren't making any progress. And so when I learned that, I said, okay, we've got to pull everybody together. Yeah. And I also learned that, you know, the boys were married and had their own kids. We have to pull those spouses in because, again, we want to have a clear communication across all channels. Their spouses may not have anything to do with the business, but if they're going home and complaining, the wife's getting their input and she might start reinforcing feelings that the the child is having, which is then coming back to the family. So it's again about trying to get everybody on the same page. Yeah. It's so funny that that trend continues as adults, just as it did when, yes. you know, when we're all kids, right? You right. go to mom for certain things, you go to dad for certain things because 
dad is really harsh when it comes to certain areas. Mom's pretty strict when it comes to certain areas. And as a kid, you know who to go to, right? Uh, and who to That's avoid right. in certain conversations. So it's and it's so much more in business. And so being able to identify that and, and help folks move past that, that's fantastic. Right. Oh, it's, <laughs> well, it's certainly, I, I feel like I earn my keep when I do that. <laughs> what other, what other challenges do you find in this? So I think, um, the, the, the first one, it's probably the hardest step, and, and it's usually just in the initial consultation phase, is getting this buy-in from the business owner to d- hold this type of family meeting because they're just not used to it. Mm-hmm. They've never done anything like this. And so... It, for me, and and I mentioned this, I think in one of my in, in one of my very first podcasts, is I require this. I mean, if yeah. we're going to work as a family business, we need to have this meeting to start getting all of the issues and and start to create this vision for the family. But again, sometimes it takes some time to get them to understand the benefits to that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, this was something I learned. I learned the hard way. I had a family that. Uh, I've been working with for probably the last 10 years. And, you know, as I was kind of developing my process, we never really had this family meeting. And what's happened now is the one son, he is in the business. The daughter is not, but she's still kind of trying to figure out where she fits in in all of this. Mm -hmm. And the wife has no clue on what's going on. And it was the wife who came to me and said, you need to talk to the client, my, my client, Jeff, about what's his plan. And so when I would talk to him, he was just like, well, I got this guy who can run the business and then we could sell it. And I said, well, what if your son wants to take it over? Oh, he wouldn't be interested in that. So it's taken me a year to convince him. We're finally actually getting together. We're going to finally sit down in the next month or so to start to begin this process. But this was after 10 years and it was a lot of, you know, kind of banging your head against the wall trying to get them to to move forward because I had to create some buy-in from the business owner. He just wasn't comfortable at it. And I think a lot of times they're not comfortable because they have to become vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And for all of us, that's a scary thing to do. And it's a scary thing to become. But it isn't until we become vulnerable that we can allow changes to happen within our lives. Well, again, I I think part of becoming vulnerable is pretty much equal to the fact that we have to give up some of our control. We have to, that means we aren't necessarily the one doing the driving, you know, or the piloting of this ship at this moment, right? Somebody else has to take control just for this meeting and just for this scenario to really get all accomplished that we want to get accomplished as a business owner and knowing as many business owners, we're pretty stubborn, man. Oh (laughs) yeah. Oh, isn't that the truth? And you know, what's interesting. One thing I found in experience is that control aspect is, um, is pretty prevalent among business owners. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it comes back to earlier family history. All right. Whether Mm -hmm. there was dysfunction in the family or whether, um, you know, whether their parents were controlling and that's kind of, it's, it was a learned, um, a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had one client where it, it, that was the big struggle. Was we tried to form these family meetings. Was you know, dad was always trying to control something, and I kind of knew because I had a, a, a deeper relationship with the dad that you know there was there was you know there was control issues. He he need if he didn't feel like he had control, he felt like he was losing everything. Yeah. 
but it was creating it was creating conflict between he and his kids. And so I had to kind of come back to the kids and say, you got to understand this is your dad's mindset. So we've got to kind of work within his parameters and ease him into this. I know you guys want to have everything kind of dropped in your lap right away and you're capable of it, but he's not ready for that yet. And so we've got to ease into this. And so that, you know, again, it's kind of learning. You've really got to learn about the person and even start, you know, as you build this trust and they start to open up to you, you start to see sometimes the deeper psychological issues that uh, create their behavior and create their own mindset. You know, once we're able to articulate or get them to be able to articulate what these deeper issues are mm -hmm. and we can get them down on paper, then I can start to help them to redefine them. Yeah. All right, great. It's it. We could do a whole nother podcast on uh, values and rules and how to you know identify what our values, the emotions that we move towards, emotions we move away from, um, and then the rules that we associate with those. We can't change the emotions, but we can change the rules. So that's might be part of the process. But like I said, that could be a <laughs> that that could be a whole separate podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and here's one of the things. I mean, you've said psychological issues multiple right. times you, know, you get into the psychology of this and we're not talking about people that are crazy we're not talking about no. people that are diagnosable and, and and all that we're talking about simple situations like me being a father my son is always my son he's my kid right right and so many business owners whether it's a mother or father that's running a business when it comes to their kids taking over and being part of the business and being ready there still are quote unquote i'm using air quotes here they're still our right. kid, and and we have that mentality sometimes, and we hang on to it a little bit too long. They're our right. kid, but yes, they're thirty five or they're forty, and they're a capable adult, and they're capable of running the business. And it's hard to let go sometimes because, you know, it's it's almost like when we flash back to teaching them to ride that bicycle. Mm -hmm. you know, they got the training wheels on it. Are we ready to exactly. take the training wheels off? You know what? They've been ready to run that business for the last 10 years. Come on, dad. Come on, mom. Right. Go retire. Go have some fun or, you know, start this transition process. Well, exactly. I mean, I had an issue with one client owned a sporty goods wholesaler, and it was that exact issue where the kids were capable of running it, but yet dad didn't want to give up control. Mm -hmm. But what I found out was his parents died in their 40s. And so oh, he wow. had this fear of loss. And so that's why he was hanging on because he was afraid if something happens to me, are these kids going to be able to, you know, is this business going to still thrive? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So again, it's it's issues like that that, mm -hmm. that can a lot of times, you know, create the behaviors of you know, the business owner and then, but because the children don't always understand that or the key players, that's what creates a lot of the conflict because they're looking at it from the surface and not the deeper issue. Gotcha. What other key challenges do we have to cover today? Having them control the meeting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Initially when I would start to bring up the, the doing the family meeting and I, I was getting buy-in from owners, but then they wanted to be in charge of it. And the first one I ever did, I kind of let them do it. And it was a disaster because the owner was dictating to everybody else his vision and what he wanted. And it, and all of a sudden it recreated a, a lot of yelling and screaming that started going back and forth. Mm. And so what I've had to learn is that I really have to work to say, I'm going to control the meeting. I'm going to probably do the least amount of talking. But if I start to see things getting off track or I start to see you dictating to everybody else, I am going to step in and probably, so I kind of lay the ground rules out for 
you know, for all the parties involved, mm-hmm. saying, here's what my role is. I'm going to mediate this meeting. I will probably do the least amount of talking, but I want to make sure that everybody's got input. And so it was a mistake that I made early on, and I kind of learned from that, and that's why I'm so adamant about that with these. And and the first meeting is usually a hard one because dad is usually used to being the one to control everything. Yeah. And I have to step in a lot of times, and sometimes I got to beat him up a little bit. Yep. But luckily, hopefully I've built enough trust with him that I can do that in a in a way that doesn't completely turn him off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think the third key challenge is that that a lot of business owners don't make it a priority. They don't initially see what the benefit is to it. I mean, one client I had, it was um it was actually a younger couple. They had uh he had an advertising business, she had a um optical business. Uh, they were buying uh, real estate, rental properties, things like that, and their kids were young, so they weren't going to be involved in 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 this meeting. But I said, you know, we need to get together, the two of you, to get on the same page because he was kind of the driver. She just liked, you know, doing her optometry, you know, running that business, and then just going home taking care of the kids. But it, it, there was some conflict because he was so busy driving that she felt there was that they weren't always getting to spend a lot of, a lot of quality time together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the thing was, so I was trying to I've been I was trying to get this meeting scheduled, and they just you know they just weren't making it a priority because they were busy being busy. Yeah. And so that becomes a challenge too, where you've got to really I really have to impart on them that this is a priority. It doesn't seem like it because we always want to look at the numbers and and the plans and all that stuff. But until we kind of get this communication lane opened, everything we do is going to be for naught. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to me, these meetings are like vaccines. Okay. Uh, no matter what other people's opinions are of vaccines out there, we know that they're they're good for you. We don't right. see the benefits until later on, usually. You know, first it's mm-hmm. like a shot in the arm. It's like, okay, this is just going to be uncomfortable. Well, guess what? It's going to help you for a very long time. <laughs> so just do right. it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. We, we just suck it up. Yep, I mean, it was, yep. like my, it, it was like the guy who had the financial firm that I was talking to. And it was funny because they were, you know, my, my peers were all yelling to me, you need, yelling to him, you need to talk to Matt. And I'm like, you know, this is funny. This crosses even people within my own industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's, I, ta- I kept telling him, I said, you have to have this conversation. Yeah. And I told him, I said, if you want me to come to North Carolina and sit down with you and your mom and dad and your brother, I said, I'd be more than happy to do that. Yeah. But, you know, we this conversation, you, you're never going to get any resolution to your problem until you have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, when we were, it was afterwards and we were kind of out and he and I got talking a little bit and, and I started to find some of the deeper issues and they were serious. I mean, you know, they were, they were very serious issues. And so I kind of coached them through some of that, but I think it would be beneficial for them to have that third party to sit down and to help them to work through these things. And like I said, there were serious issues that need to be confronted and there's probably going to be some conflict and and some challenges that are there. But until we address those things, it was just going to keep festering. It's like a wound that just never gets addressed and just keeps getting infected and, you know, and the pus keeps building up. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And the pain, right? Yes. Pain comes with exactly. it. Exactly. Okay. So we're, we're running low on time and okay. uh, I, 
I, I just want to thank all the listeners. I, I hope you're just getting so many nuggets of gold from this podcast because this stuff is so important and it, it's it's a fun thing to do. It sounds like it's not going to be fun, but really, yeah. really, it can be uh, because just those clear lines of communication and and it can really just help not only business relationships but the personal relationships in there. Right. I appreciate your time today and I Thanks. love. Like I said from the very beginning, I love family meetings because it opens that communication. Give me one more example of a family meeting that you've you've run recently that just you really enjoyed. Well, yeah, this is actually an interesting one because it's a, uh, it's a family that, again, dad was very much a control freak. You know, uh, didn't want to. You know, didn't want to do any of this from the out- outset. I mean, he just made assumptions about the kids. But I built relationships with the kids mm-hmm. too, so I kind of got their input, and I saw that they wanted to have a part in the business, and they weren't sure which parts if if it was going to be all of it because they just weren't sure where their capabilities were. Yeah. That was really, I think, the the first step there. You know, was building that trust from the outset. I was able to do that with the kids, with the wife, with the dad. We were able to sit together and the first thing I I wanted to do was set the expectations early. So I told them, I said, look, this Mm -hmm. is not about everybody coming together in this first meeting. It's really about everybody having input and being able to uh, express where your head is at, what you're thinking, what you think maybe uh, you need help with. And then starting to formulate a plan that can help us to, to, you know, create a final outcome. So we got the family together and it was actually interesting because the daughter who was not part of the business and she was actually living, living in Pittsburgh, she had come in for the meeting and all of a sudden she started expressing about, well, you know, I like the administrative end of the business and, and I, you know, I consider coming back to run that part of the business. And it was funny because the son was like, well, I hate the administrative part. I love the hands-on, you know, <laughs> and, and dad yeah. kind of was, you know, and I'm looking, watching the dad and he's just, he's like, like his head's like, you know, spinning. He, he never understood this. And mom was smiling because she kind of knew all this stuff. And so mm-hmm. we were then starting to say, you know, okay, so what do we need to do? And then, you know, the son said, dad, I don't understand the actual building part of the business. Like, how do you go out and bring customers in and, and the operational end? The daughter said, I don't understand the bookkeeping end. To make a long story short, we were able to start putting in programs that allow them to get trained to be able to start to learn these skills so that eventually, mm-hmm. instead of just being dad, now brother and sister were going to form a team. And to be honest with you, sometimes when you have that type of situation, one plus one is not two. One plus one could be 10. Yeah, yeah. They can absolutely. be stronger. And again, it was in convincing dad and now he's fully on board and he's, you know, he's working with both the kids. He's got the daughter working with the operations manager to start learning the operations end. He's working with the son, learning more of the, you know, sales and marketing end. And it, so we're starting, we're making that progress. And what it, that's enabled us to do then is to start putting the plan in place, which is the second part of my process. But because we've articulated all that, and now it's out in the open, that makes the planning process much easier. 
Yeah, and a lot more fun, man. I mean, that's let's, oh, exactly. Let's be honest, that's what a joy that is to sit in a meeting like that. And and again, like you said, at the end of your first meeting, you're not sitting around eating s'mores, singing kumbaya. Okay, it's it's not right. going to be that. Uh, but what we're hoping is that you're starting to open that marshmallow bag, right? You're starting to break right. some things out, get some things, so we can get some family unity, get some business unity. And the fact that the dad had an opportunity to walk away from that and really start chewing on some things, going. Well, okay, this looks better than what I was yes. thinking two hours ago. Uh, that second meeting would be fantastic, you know, to really right. start formulating those plans. So, Matt, I love the family mm-hmm. meeting concept. Love the fact that you require it, you know, with your with your clients that, that need it for sure. And I look forward to hearing more stories about them. Well, we'll do. There's 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 always plenty of those to go around. Absolutely. All right, brother. Thank you so much for your time today. No problem. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate uh, all you do for me. Hey, you bet. And audience, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Your Business, Your Life with Matt DeFrancesco. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Matt comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. For everyone at DeFrancesco Virtual Family Office, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Your Business, Your Life podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of DeFrancesco Virtual Family Office. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment, legal, or tax advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or another qualified professional with any questions you may have regarding your business or personal planning. DeFrancesco Financial Concierge, LLC, doing business as DeFrancesco Virtual Family Office, is a registered investment advisor. Registration with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. 